Hey everyone, welcome back to the Sonic Collective. My name is Alan, and with me we have the other three members. We have Scott Coates, Scott Gregory, and Darren Scott. You're here. What up? And it's rare that we all get together uh, at the same time, so this is fun. Um, we are doing our review for the August pick, and that was Eric Clapton's Unplugged album. Um, Scott Gregory, why don't you start off and tell us what you thought of this one? Oh, well, I I might be the negative Nancy on this one because uh, it, it might seem uh, a little odd, but I really couldn't get into this album. I done uh, a little bit of a Derek and the Dominoes and Cream kind of tour over the the last year or so, and I got used to Eric Clapton with an electric guitar playing up-tempo, uh, his younger voice, and I don't mind this album. Like, it, uh, it's good, but it's slower, it's acoustic, his voice has got this elderly statesman uh, side of the blues kind of thing. I, um, I'm too used to Layla the, uh, the old way. Not the acoustic way, right? Like, like it, I felt kind of like this was gonna go on my my soon to be son's uh, lullaby list. So, I I don't know. I hear you laughing, Darren. Is that because you agree or disagree? Uh, no, I no, I I agree with you actually. I uh, I struggle with this one. Um, yeah, I feel bad because I, I kind of trashed the Almond Brothers last month too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, hey, you, actually, you, I would totally agree with you because I, I think that too. I really like Cream and you know Derek and the Dominoes, and I liked them back then. I actually just recently watched. He has a documentary. It's on Netflix right now, uh, and it was okay too. It was a good little his you know telling of his upbringing and story of how he kind of made it famous, and, and there was lots of great stuff in there, and I really enjoyed it. But I, I got to say, I never was. I never lit. I don't think I've ever bought any Eric Clapton, so I don't think I will. <laughs> going <laughs> for I, you know, I appreciate some of the songs that come on; they're good, good to sing along with. But uh, I, I think for me, though, I think you got to realize at this time, like uh, early '90s, this was '92. Like unplugged was like the thing; like it was super trendy. Nobody had really done it like this, and uh, you know, like Nirvana did unplugged, and you know, a whole bunch of artists, uh, and were really successful with it. It was very trendy, but. Um, so, so at the time, I think it made a lot of sense. And even though, uh, it's overplayed now, but tears in heaven was only a year old at the time. So yeah. it, I think that's what really catapulted this song is that tears in heaven was, you know, such a powerful emotional song about his son. And, uh, it just carried through. And then when he played this unplugged, which was trendy version, I think that really catapulted this album. The unfortunate thing is it catapulted to every parent ever. And uh, it, it's just, it's a really, I agree, it's watered down. Uh, there's a quote on Wikipedia here, and it was just like, um, sorry, now I can't find it when I wanted it. But uh, yeah, God, where is it? Sorry, guys. Yeah, well, you look yeah, it up. Clinical reception, yeah, it says, you know, it says, in general, viewers report that the album, if unremarkable, is relaxed and pleasant, said uh, Stephen <laughs> Erlewine from, for all music or something like that. And I was just like, yeah, I kind of see that. Like, it's it's something like, you'll find on every single parent's, you know, CD collection. So yeah. great, great music, beautiful, but just a little too watered down and diluted for me. I mean, I guess, Alan, I mean, kick it back to you. Like, what did you think when you, I guess, why you picked it and what did you think of it? Yeah. I've always had a, 
tremendous respect for Clapton and his um, his ability on the guitar. And there's a saying among guitar players that uh, distorted guitar kind of hides your mistakes. So um, for people to really know what a virtuoso you are, you got to kind of do it on the acoustic. So um, after I read that quote, I figured, okay, I, I got to give this album a go. And I really enjoyed it, actually. I'm not always a fan of, uh, of the blues or acoustic stuff, for that matter. But, um, you know, I think it doesn't hurt that it's, it's Eric Clapton. I mean, the guy mm. is fantastic. And, in fact, everyone, everyone who was on stage with him for, uh, for this production was, uh, was really top-notch. And there were, there were a number of really good songs, I think. I mean, Tears in Heaven, like you guys mentioned, and, and Layla, those are, those are two of the, the bangers. And I, I liked the versions of them uh, stripped down with the acoustics. So, um, yeah, I mean, I actually ended up uh, really enjoying this album. I like that he busted out the kazoo. <laughs> on uh, one track. San Francisco and, Bay Blues, yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that may be the first time that we've ever seen the kazoo appear in any of our uh, album reviews. We should do uh, a kazoo-influenced That's round. right. Where, where's Frank Zappa when you need him? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that kind of, yeah, I mean, it, it seemed like they were having a lot of fun. I watched a few uh, video clips of them during the performance as well, just to kind of catch that perspective too. And I think that really helped kind of solidify my appreciation for it a bit because it looked like they were just really, uh, they're really in their element. And uh, I don't know, it was, it felt really cohesive. It felt like everyone was kind of on the same page. And I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have too much to say in terms of the negative. Um, this one for me was really good. It gave me a lot of exposure as well into uh, some of the other stuff within the, the Clapton library. So I'll have to go back and check that out with with uh, an electric guitar and see what a studio recording feels like. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Scott Coates. Scott, are you with us? All right. Do we lose maybe. Scott? <laughs> That's okay. I'm sure Scott! he'll come back on maybe. Maybe. But yeah, I, I think some of those songs. Oh, is that you, Scott? Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah, when I first heard this was the pick, I sort of shuddered because the first <laughs> uh, "Tears in Heaven" just popped into my head. I was like, "Oh no!" Like, and I, it's funny how things stick with you because I looked at this. This thing came out in '92, and I don't know if this was the first or second unplugged album. Was Nirvana the first, or was this the first? Oh, I'm not sure. I could Google that one. It's more. Um, it was one of the first two, right? So at yeah. first I kind of shuddered because I was like, Tears in Heaven. Like, I just never really liked the song. So I was like, oh, no, A Month of Tears in Heaven. Isn't it, uh, wasn't it that Beatles guy that did the the first one? The famous Beatle. The famous. They're all famous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that guy. I think. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of Who's that guy? Yeah. Who's that fella? Um. And I also don't like Layla. Like, for whatever reason, <laughs> the song Layla, like, it just goes on for, like, 30 minutes, and it just drives me nuts. Layla. So I was like, oh, Tears in Heaven and Layla. I was like, oh, no. But then, you know what? You guys just kind of nailed it. It's, 
I don't know what word you use. Like it's kind of there. It's relaxing background music. So I actually didn't mind the album. And I mean, it's incredible. It's Clapton's best-selling album, and it's the best-selling live album of all time. Mm. And yeah. um, it kind of took me back to that time. You realize, wow, there was a like, there was like a six, eight-year period there where like doing an unplugged album was like the ticket. Like every big artist did one, right? Alanis did one. I think even like like Arrested Development did one. But it was like a big thing. The MTV unplugged. So as far as a time capsule of a period of like early to late 90s like totally captured that um <clears throat> as far as the album like i actually can listen to layla this acoustic version like i don't love it but like i will turn off the electric version of layla because it just it drives me nuts the acoustic version pretty good um yeah. tears in heaven still a no but as far as like just background music like the one thing is funny is i I can't name you one song that I really like on it. Like, I'm not like, oh, Walkin' Blues was awesome or Rollin' and Tumblin'. But it does make nice enough background music. Well, I actually had it on while unpacking from my trip to Canada just a couple of days ago. I put it on and I listened to it and like, my God, it's nice enough. So I think it's it's a pretty, we, we have a pretty cool knack here, I think, for looking at genres and periods in music. And I think this is a neat one for that whole unplugged phenomenon time period that went on in the early 90s um he does some pretty nice you know versions of these songs in acoustic it's probably not one i'd go back to very often but hey it is the number one selling live album of all time right so yeah. nice enough um yeah I, I i don't know not not a super fan but it was it was better than i was expecting so the uh, the song before you accuse me just going back to your point there i think that one really stuck out to me as my favorite song off of this and that's actually made it onto my my playlist it's i found out apparently a uh, a cover of a bo diddley song and so i went back and listened to his version too and uh it's one of the rare times where i actually like the remake better than i like the original not that bo diddley is bad but but yeah uh before you accuse me it's uh got that real classic kind of blues feeling to it really yeah, full-throated yeah that one i really enjoyed off of this one like A++ would listen to again. Yeah. And it is interesting that at least half the songs are covers, right? Like you got yeah. Muddy Waters, Robert Johnson, Robert Cray, Sunhouse, Jerry Lane. Well, like half of them are not his songs. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. they're all yeah. kind of blues standards, yeah. 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 And then Alberta, of course. How could you not like Alberta? Uh, yeah, that got me. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got sued over that one. Oh, did he? Oh, really? Yeah, because he didn't give the proper credit. I think he gave credit, and I'm sure just a mistake to who he thought the original artist was, but it wasn't the original artist, so he ended up getting sued. Basically, that album was paying royalties to the wrong person for years. Womp, womp. <laughs> there you go. Little tidbit. Factoid. <laughs> Cha-ching! Pop up video. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, sold, so what sold one of the cars, or the guitar for 800000 Noxion. Yeah. I'll just, uh, if we slide right into it, then reviews, you know what, I, I hate to just pick the same number, but I'm just going to give it kind of a, kind of a three all <laughs> on board. Like, I think it's, it's a three. It's nice enough. I think it's neat for people wanting to learn about music history to listen to one or two unplugged albums. Uh, probably not one I go back on, but also worth listening to Clapton at some point in your life. And this is a pretty good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty close to you. I did jot down my scores earlier for recommend. I'm a three. 
kind in there. And I think I think it's fantastic. I it just it would it depends. I'd always put like, hey, if you're into easy listening kind of classic music, and and you know, Alan is right, and I don't want to take away from that, uh, even though I don't like it personally. The the, the music in it and like how tight he is is amazing. Like he's obviously amazing uh, at their instruments and what they do. And Clapton is known for that. But uh, influence, yeah, I think I'm a two there. Didn't really influence me. And, and uh, you know, I realize it doesn't add up, but I'd say overall I'd have to give it a 3.5 just because of the, the status it has. But, you know, and really just more personal for me why I don't like it. But Scott Gregory, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck somewhere between a three and a half and a four. Like for me, it's a three and a half because I do like early Clapton. I do like him plugged in and a more youthful, aggressive kind of tone and speed to his his singing. But if you're not into that side, if you're not really familiar with Eric Clapton, I think this could really be a four for for someone else who can mm-hmm. use this as an entry point into some blues. Uh, he is an amazing musician, great vocalist. And as Scott said, it is probably one of the better unplugged albums in a time when that was all the rage. So to stand out from the crowd like that, uh, I think this is, other than maybe Nirvana, uh, I'm a bit biased towards Oasis. So (laughs) those are probably the top three unplugged albums for me. And this one probably wins by a bit of of a hair there. So uh, I'll say four, just because you should listen to this at least once. I didn't know Oasis did one. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Liam didn't want to do it. And so Noel said, well, screw you. We're doing it anyway. Liam said he was sick, sat in the front row, and he heckled them the entire <laughs> performance. I didn't realize that was the performance he did that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that did occur at one point. I didn't realize it was the MTV Unplugged set. Oh, yeah. It's legendary. You, you got to go check that one out. <laughs> Oh, funny. Okay. So that's I don't see it. I, I, I check Oasis Unplugged and I don't see it on Apple. Huh, interesting. Don't quote me because I haven't checked, but I think there's even a Jay Z Unplugged. What? Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. Um, I would give this a five out of five for recommendation. I think it's a really good uh, way to introduce people to the blues. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would have given it that anyway without knowing that half the album was covers so the fact that uh, this is the case just further solidifies that like you can go and check out muddy waters albums for example and see some of the songs that uh, that he covered so five out of five for recommendation and i think um four and a half everywhere else i thought uh you know and acoustic stuff really isn't my jam but man there's something about clapton and just his uh mm-hmm. his raw talent there just like kept going back and just listening with a focus on the guitar playing and I was just blown away like he is he is the cream of the crop boom, no boom, boom. Him, you know uh so yeah four and a half four and a half all around I think yeah that's awesome yeah did you know that uh early in his career him and Jimi Hendrix were good friends and Jimi Hendrix almost joined his he, he was trying to start a, a new band and Jimi Hendrix almost joined them Really? Can you imagine if those two would have been together. That'd be crazy. Yeah, well, There's yeah. a ton of crossovers that I've heard lately with Clapton and other people. One of them, I believe, was the Allman Brothers. Greg Allman almost went to play with them. Yeah. yeah and he tried to recruit got. him for Cream. Yeah. Well, yeah. of course, Jimmy Page played with him as well and yeah. left to do Zeppelin. Yeah. And I just heard some podcasts where they talked about 
oh god who was it it was uh, a very famous artist talking about opening for um for zeppelin on their first album tour when they came and people were pissed off because they'd only known cream and they were like what is this they weren't happy with zeppelin because they knew page or they knew jimmy page and they're like what is this this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah Great. Well, I think that's kind of a wrap then, maybe. Yeah, sounds good. I'm looking forward to finding out what next month's pick is. Yes, it's already in the can and ready for posting. So. All right. But all of you out there in listening land have to go check out the other recording. <laughs> yes, this totally. is true. Well, I guess that's a wrap for this one then. Turtle wrap. All right, on behalf of the Sonic Collective, uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next month for our next pick. Peace out. Cool. Thanks, all.